Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Rob McIntyre and Trace Armstrong. How are we doing, guys? We're good. We're good. We're here to talk about episode 11 through 16, The End of the Duel. We recently released our middle episode on The Duel, which covered, I believe, episode 5 through 10, the middle six episodes. That is correct. if you want to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com and please subscribe to us wherever you listen. So what did you guys think of these last episodes of The Duel? I know that we all felt very positive about this season and kind of the first two-thirds, but what did we think of the end? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I feel like this is the best ending episodes we've seen in a season we've covered so far. Like the challenge doesn't like a lot of the seasons we've watched, like it gets less competitive or the drama tapers off. And there were still enough good storylines and enough good things happening that it holds you the whole way through the season. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, This is definitely the best season that we've covered so far. I think my big takeaway from this, and I've thought about this a lot since I like as I guess kind of as I watched the last six episodes and then since I finished watching them earlier this morning and that I feel like while Wes's win is definitely like very deserving I feel like my impression before this most recent rewatch was that his win was much more dominating than I now think it is after watching this season again if that makes sense completely it's, it's such a weird contradiction with him because it's like he only wins a few missions at the end. And then yeah. it seems like every, he, only, he only does a few things, but each of the things is like super substantial. Well, and it, the timing too, right? So yeah, the he timing just, is unbelievable. The, the last two missions that he needs to win to save himself are both swimming missions. And then in the final, to get a two-minute advantage over Brad, which turns out to be the difference between winning and losing – he gets a a soccer challenge to start the challenge or to start the final elimination. So there was a lot that broke his way. And my other impression that, that um, I took away from watching these last six episodes in the season as a whole is that Brad was much more dominating this season than I remembered him being. He is very good in multiple situations throughout the season. Yeah, he, people always forget about Brad. I feel like push him pretty far below like the Derricks and the Durrells of the world. But I think he's right up there. And that's mainly because he never won. That was the thing. It wasn't until cutthroat that he finally won. And that was by far his least dominating season, but it was his smartest political. It was his smartest political season he ever played. I even think he's fine politically most of his seasons. Like dual two, you can't, I don't think you can push much against him politically. I just meant that he criticized it. Go ahead. The only season that you can criticize him politically is The Ruins, but that's about it. No, I don't even know what you can do about him you on The Ruins. You can't do anything about The Ruins, man. Like, he had deals with everybody on the other team, but you had Casey on their team, and she literally was like an anchor that just killed them every single challenge. I mean, he, if he's trying he can, to win, he, he, he clearly should have thrown in Casey that one mission they won. But, like, outside of that, he had no other opportunity to do anything politically. And my only criticism is don't get kicked off. That's the only criticism 
Yeah. Sure. He sure. He, I think it's not a political thing, though. He made he might have made the final, but here's the thing, and I know we're way into the ruins now. So, like, if he had not gotten kicked off, you probably still get the bananas Dunbar situation because of Brad and Dunbar. Brad has seniority, so Dunbar's going in probably. And the other guys on the other team kind of had a side deal with him to not, you know, I won't touch you if you won't touch me. Um, but Brad was going to have to go into elimination that one the last episode because it, he was the last guy on the team if the the same way plays out. So who does Brad go against? Is it going to be Bananas again, or is it going to be because you know Evan and Kenny ain't going in? Darrell, it's probably you know, just Johnny again. Well, maybe so. That um, yeah. I mean, that, I that think team. I really quick. I think he doesn't beat Evan or West or Darrell. Derek, it depends on what they give him. And I think he could beat Johnny or Kenny in most uh, events in that season. I mean, physically, yeah. I just know that Evan and Kenny weren't going into elimination ever. Yeah, they, they, they weren't going, <laughs> they weren't going really, in. <laughs> no. I mean, if they keep him around, too, maybe they actually win a mission. Who knows? Yeah. That cutthroat team that wins the red team is really just like a ragtag group of people that just never actually won one with the exception of Tori. Yeah. Tori had won one, but that's so weird. Cause it's like, wow. Like that's Tyler's first win of two. I mean, that's Dunbar. only win. Dunbar gets a win, but doesn't get the money. Cause he does a porn and violates his contract. I mean, like, oh, Lord. so much about that team. is just random. <laughs> what do you think? The yeah. That's why I like Cutthroat so much is that the, the teams are just kind of, it's actually a mix of personalities that haven't had to interact that much. So you actually get to see yeah. the relationships develop instead of having them have some pre-existing ones. The red team was very fun. They're all fun. They're, They're all, all fun. Like, legitimately, every single team is a hot mess at different points yeah. of the distance. And they all operate so differently. Like, um, the red team is all just about friendships and who actually has friends on the team. The blue team is the trim the fat team, where they're just trying to get rid of all the worst players. And the gray team has this weird honor system where they kind of work a rotation for their eliminations. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Yeah, but going back to, I guess, the comment that I had made about Wes, even when you look at the amount of community wins on challenge days where it was a male duel day, Wes won twice at the end when they mm-hmm. happened to be swimming eliminations. But then you look at Evan's performance where he was in – he had the opportunity to win seven immunity challenges for the men and won four. So there were definitely people that maybe performed a little bit better but just not in the right spots, I would say. And Wes really t- – timing was uh, his friend in this season. But then he also – at this point, this is peak Wes physical performance. And I think one of the reasons why, I guess – Prior to this rewatch, I kind of remembered this being a more dominating win for him. And I feel like a lot of people remember this being a more dominating win is because of how physically dominant he was. And not to say that Derek wasn't in that elimination, but how just emotional and impressive that win was against Derek in full wrestle. Well, the secret thing about Wes, especially his earlier seasons, he kind of has like the Darrell gene. Where he doesn't seem like he tries as much in the missions. Like he's very willing to just give it up if he knows he doesn't need immunity, whereas other people kind of go for it whole hog. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, still he, think that Wes surprises once. He seems to pretty much just not care. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, and that, and that's why I only, that's why I only talked about when I talked about like the immunity wins for the males. That's why I only talked about those. Like, if you look at like the the prize winner challenges for the men, it's just like a bunch of like random people. There's like literally like no rhyme or reason to who won those. But yeah, go ahead, Trey. Sorry. Yeah, I think that what West should be known for, not so much as the physical dominated performance, but he did have a master class in the political performance this season because See, that's, that's he, the thing. He, I don't, sorry, go he ahead. used a Jedi mind trick on Evan to pick CT to go into the duel. <laughs> I don't know See, what he did. I don't get. No, I don't get this. Like that was the, the most poor editing job I ever I've ever seen. It is like real they weird. never actually like they never explicitly said what Evan was upset about. They just said that Evan was upset. If you watch it carefully, yeah, like Evan. I think I remember like, in the shoot over, but they don't like state it. And I didn't yeah, watch I, it. Talk about there's it. There's so years. much about that relationship that just befuddles me. The the West, the West and Evan relationship actually specifically, but then to Ken, uh, Johnny and um, Kenny at a larger scale. There's just so much I there. Think, I think we have no idea what's going on. Why wouldn't they just show us what he's upset about? You know what I mean? Don't you agree, Rob? I, I mean, I don't like, know enough air time. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was just weird. If you want to make that like a pivot point of the episode and not even the, the episode, that's the pivot point of the season. That's like the best final four of all time for this type of challenge. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean it, pro- it definitely could be. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's, it's really Evan, good. Evan West Brad. That's as good as it gets. It's Pico. Each, oh, I think Wes. It's funny. Do you th- who do you think would win in a season? This Wes or like War of the Worlds one Wes? That West, uh, War of the Worlds one Wes. I don't know. We'll see. I, War of the Worlds West one was really good, but he was up against some really. I mean, he's up against Turbo in War of the Worlds one. So, you know, I I don't know. I think either one of them probably would have won Duel one. I think you know, just depends on the mission layout. But I think World of the Worlds one West is probably better at missions than Duel West. I think if you run this season a hundred times, each of the guys in the final four wins around 25 times. You know what I mean? Like, if you play this season out over and over and over in isolation, like, they're all very close. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Well, it's, How consistently would West be able to Jedi mind trick Evan, do you think? I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened. It sounds that's like what happened. That's pretty, pretty, pretty happened. sure what happened is, like, no. they, they kind of hinted at it's it in a previous episode. Too. Yeah, like, there was a hint where it was, like, you know, we can't beat CT in a final. So, you know, I think he and Evan, quote unquote, had like an unshaken agreement. They were going to pick CT and Wes may or may not have actually done that had he gone into the duel. And so I, I think that's, no, I don't Evan think that's, upset. I don't think that's what it is. Wes, so what if there's what an if after show what if it's this? that Hold talks up. about it with, well, let, let me say this before I forget it, because like, I think it may be this. What if it's that they had an agreement that, Whatever one of them, if either one of them was the person that was guaranteed to go into elimination in the final four, at the final four, whatever one of them was going in, had to pick CT. And for some reason, he like thinks West screwed him out of it. But I don't get it because like he could have just picked whoever the fuck he wanted. He yeah. could have picked Brad. No, that, that's you know what not, I mean? Like there's nothing. What it was. And he's the, and he's like he's an. The thing is though, this is what I don't get about it because he is an extremely logical person on a cast of people that are like. Yeah, on a cast of people that are some dumb decisions. Like I, I'm, I'm all in on evidence. On a cast of people that are absolutely batshit, he's like, like logical. 
You know what I mean? Like, but this, see, I like, think I this incident is what made him do that in the game because, like, he played hard in Fresh Meat, but he was trying to play fair. Even in the duel here, Evan's mostly trying to play fair. Next time you see Evan is Gauntlet Three. That Evan is gone and cutthroat. Dude, those people, I don't give a shit. Same Evan with Kenny. Like, by the time all those guys, everyone, by the time everyone comes back in Gauntlet Three, they don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. They're like they're ready to cut anyone, no matter who it is. Oh yeah, at time of the day. Yep. So, uh, so there's. I actually, I, I pretty much know what happened. I haven't actually seen this, but I know I, I've seen Wes and Evan both talk about it. So, Wes says they had a deal where Wes would take out both Derek and Brad if Evan could take out CT. So Wes took out Derek and was like, and then won the mission. Was like, all right, Evan, you got to go take out CT. And then after Evan picked CT, he realized like, oh, this deal is completely unfair. Is how it's been laid out to me. I believe that. I would. I wholeheartedly believe let's that. Have him just on the because show. of the. Let's j- have him on the yeah. show. Both I don't them. know that Evan would do it. <laughs> Wes might. We can probably gonna, get Wes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and reach out to Evan. I'm gonna like. Slip uh, I, don't think Ed, I, I, I think Evan wants zero Evan. things to do with the challenge at this point in his and life. And see if and see if I can and see if I can even get just like a a one or like five word response from him. Like we don't even want you on the show. Just answer this question. <laughs> like, from what just, I, I've been told, I think what, both one, have one, basically said one that. Blink or two we're pretty confident that's what it is. You think who said that? No, I, both of them have said that. From what I from what I remember. Where did you hear it? They, they have an after show. Um, well, the duel they had these. They saw those after shows that would air, and I think Wes was on one of them. It, right? and talked about it, and Evan had an interview where he talked about it. Yeah, someone right. find it, and someone find and like, it. after the season two on the reunion, Evan seems like fine with it. He just was being emotional in that moment. My, I guess my takeaway from that is that they did a extremely. Um, poor job with the edit to convey exactly what happened because if that's what it was just tell us that you know what i mean just like give us some information like well, can, for, for one they don't cut have out. the airtime always to tell us everything so they have to kind of give us pretty short that, and truncated that's so, stories that's so important that they have to that's no, the, but they, 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 they don't have to tell us that, that way though even with modern seasons they don't always oh, show us everything going on there's so many political things to get edited out of even modern seasons but, but that's what I'm saying. They do an extremely poor job of it. You know what I mean? We're saying I, the no, same they do, thing. They do. They do. It's just not what they value. What else was I going to say? I was going to – oh. So before I forget, so we did find – or I did find the videos that I mentioned in the last episode of the top 50 moments from the history of the challenge that's like season like X through 25. Did either of you watch any of it when I sent it out? I haven't had a chance yet. I, really I do good. want to watch it because it's on my list of things to do is to watch it. All I, I we, have not had the time to watch it yet. It's really long. Like I, I would, I would just say, just like glance at it, and we'll post it in the show notes for this. But it's literally like a top fifty, and I think like each segment is like around an hour, and it's someone that just like put this in a Google Drive. Essentially, it's very good. I wish someone would go back and update it and do it through now, but it's definitely like entertaining. I want. Because the last time that I watched it was like probably like four years ago, so it's been a minute. All right, my, my Wi-Fi is acting up again, so we, we might need to get moving. <laughs> wow. Okay. So before we move forward, I found an interview with Evan from 2006 when the duel premiered, and he says this about CT, which is really interesting. Um, 
He says, CT's real strong and in great shape, and he's mean. There's something wrong with the guy. He's the type of guy that not only wants to beat you, but break your arms while doing it. He's the type of guy that if you're like, hey, CT, let's go for a run, and the whole time you're running, you think you're setting the pace, but then you get to a big hill, and you start slowing down, and he zooms right past you, and then laps you and creates the real pace that you can't compete with anymore. He thinks he can beat you every time and that you should be afraid of him. He's the best physical specimen I have run into. However, a lot of times on these challenges, the ones that are the toughest are the ones where you end up beating yourself. You run around the house and try to make 10 different alliances, and everyone thinks you're an idiot. A lot of these challenges are physical, but you can outsmart people. There are lots of tricks and logic that we play, but I don't want to face CT in the duel. So he was, you know, he, he didn't oh, obviously really give away. But that's so interesting that yeah, he yeah, gives this, this is interview. the interview I was yeah. talking about. Um, he he mentioned post, West here, too. Post that link in the show notes, too. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. It's really interesting. Wow. Okay. Cool. He um yeah, this is also where he says he and Wes are like so really good friends. So there's no explanation as to why on the ruins everybody hates him. Yeah. Interesting. All right, huh. I'll I'll try and reach out to him the same way that I tried to reach out to Susie and got zero response whatsoever. <laughs> it's all good, bro. What was uh, our what was our question? It was, it, it was, was probably about the it was something key, about really the subtle. It was about the thing where she got super upset on the gauntlet too, about the fake alliance or being accused yeah, of being the alliance or something like that. It was she, it was she, more deep than that though. No, I think that was pretty much what it was. It was there's more to it than that, but that's like the Cliff Notes version of what we were trying to get at. Was like, hey, you seemed really upset. Did you really have an alliance? But you 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 claimed you didn't, and then the so and so said you did, and. It just all kind of came across as an unresolved mess at the end of the day. I'll look at uh, my... But it was about Gauntlet 2, that's for sure. No, definitely. All right, episode 11. Let's get moving. Before the challenge for episode 11, Stefan and Brad, Eric, and Eric talk about which person is going to win the show. They think that pretty much anyone can win at this point. Brad says that he wants to keep his friends until the end. And then Eric talks about how talks about who you would throw into the duel in general. He says that he trusts Brad, Brad, and based off of the way that they edit the show at this point in time, that means Easy is going into elimination and he's going to call out Brad. So, <laughs> okay, that, real that, quick. That, could that Easy, is there the a situation where Easy could win the show? Yes, there is a situation. What no, that situation no, is, I don't know. Final. Because of the final. He just can't win the final. He could get uh, to a final, but he could not. This final is short, man. Yeah. Dude, he would get he smoked. He's like, if, okay, if he and I don't even know who the second worst competitor would have be you, at this point dude, in the have, final. Have you seen Gauntlet three? Have you have you not seen that last episode of Gauntlet? Okay, that's 3? yeah, that's a, he's getting dragged by the chain by like nine, 11 other people. Yeah, dude, that's like the one. It's one of like the most visceral moments I've ever seen on TV. Like the emotion that comes from each of the contestants on the veterans team as they realize that they just lost. Uh, how much money were they going to win? I don't even remember. Not even that much. Yeah, yeah. It, but it was the fact that they were sh- so sure that it was going to happen. You know what I mean? They thought it was in the bag. And then, like, it, they thought it was in the bag the entire time. And th- it's like you thought that you were going to get, like, a car for Christmas. And <laughs> you knew that it was going to happen for, like, six months. Like, your parents were like, yeah, like, what color do you want? Like, <laughs> like let's go to the dealership and pick out the one um, that, like, really, like, fits what you want to do. You you see them talk 
to the person at the dealership. They talk to the car salesman. Christmas morning comes, no car. That's what they call it. Um, it's like when, I forget what it was. I think it was just like a, a gift or something. Of this, the dad who was like telling a 16 year old daughter, Hey, we have a surprise in my driveway party. And they go out there and it's just a sweater with a bow on it. <laughs> That's brutal. Well, but anyways, so do you, is there a way you think he can win this final? Because I think he could if he just beats whoever in the soccer competition. I don't know who the person I don't know, man. That, trying to do that seesaw for him might be a little difficult. <laughs> Dude, I think he, it's only two minutes. You know what I mean? So I think what it comes down to so this is how he can win. If someone maxes out the puzzle and he like has an out of body experience, like in like he's, he like goes beautiful mind and it just like falls together, like on, on his first like attempt. That's how we, I mean, uh, but the thing is everyone else is so good. That's left. Yeah. Like, so no, I don't like very low probability. We're talking about like if like like Johnny or Tyler or even Kenny or Nehemiah were still hanging around, maybe he could be one of them. But I don't know if he could beat any of these guys. DM and CT talk about uh, or shown in a bar or I don't know. I don't know if it's a bar, but it's outside. They're talking about what their first kiss will be like because DM tells us in a confessional that she has a rule that she will not kiss anyone unless she's known them for three weeks, which interesting, good for her. And is it also hard to believe that they filmed this entire season thus far in three weeks? Like that's pretty really unreal when you think about the pace of the show now. Well, they take forever to film now. I mean, they're like gone 10 weeks sometimes. I think it's just, I, I don't know. I think they just film an extra long amount of time now. Like I don't even think for other reality shows that's that long. Like, I mean that um, three weeks would be that like long within the show. They go to a conversation between Wes and Evan where they talk about how they want easy to call out CT because they're, and this kind of goes off of what we've talked about for most of the show. They're both apprehensive about the idea that they go in against CT and because a lot of these dual eliminations are physical and strength and they don't want to be the one to have to go against CT and they think easy has the best shot to potentially knock out CT. And that gets us into the challenge for episode 11. And randomly, TJ has lost his voice at the start of this challenge. <laughs> I noticed that too. Which was interesting. And the name of the challenge for episode 11 is Stacking chair- Chairs, right? Yeah, Stacking Chairs. And this one's pretty basic, and I, I enjoyed this one. So there will be a heat of three teams and a heat of two teams. You will be paired with a cast member of the opposite sex. The object is to stack wooden crates high enough to climb up and grab a flag out of the air. And it kind of takes place in this large warehouse. So you just stack up these crates until you can reach up high enough and jump and get the flag. And the prize for the women is the NHL prize package, which Evan won in the previous episode. And it is a male dual day. So whoever wins for the men is guaranteed safety. What did both of you think of this it's a good challenge yeah it's not great it's not bad it's it's just a good solid daily challenge it's funny because usually i am so much more of a like gameplay and format person when it comes to seasons i really enjoy but i don't think there's anything that's that special about this gameplay or this format it's just the storylines going on this season that i think are so interesting 
this one was the first heat for the men was really interesting because it, it comes down to Brad and West pretty much running up and having to jump up for their flags at the same time. And Brad nearly wait, no, it comes down to you, Evan and Brad having to run up and jump at the same time. And it, it pretty much happens in a split second. And who, who ends up getting it? Is it Evan? It's that Evan. Gets it? It's Evan that yeah, gets Evan. it. Yeah. And then for the second heat, who wins this one? In the second heat, it's Anissa and Big Easy that are partnered with this, so they really have no chance because you this really have to be able to like, yeah, they, you really have to be able to get to the top and then be able to jump up and like have have enough lift off of your vertical jump to be able to get it, and neither of them are really able to do that. What I thought was interesting is that they only did this in two heats. You know what I mean? So it's not like they took the winners and had them compete afterward. It was pretty much you each competed and then whatever your time was, it was your time. This seems like the type of challenge that they would normally have like a final round where the, the winner of each heat would compete against each other. I'm happy they didn't though. I don't see the reason for it. Yeah. This is a time thing. I actually with Rob there. I think that was uh, probably the best way to do it because yeah, it just was, it works. I don't, it just would seem unnecessary. So Jody starts off the selection for, or no, excuse me, Evan starts off the selection for the duel. And it comes down to Svetlana having to decide between Wes and Big Easy. And obviously and wisely, she chooses to save Wes. This means that Easy will go into elim- elimination and he decides that he wants to go against Brad and everyone is shocked. Mouths the jar. No one can believe it, but I mean... When you think about it from a logical perspective, that's probably who should big easy should pick. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, no, I wouldn't want to go against West after what happened with Derek. <laughs> well, I don't see. Brad talks about. There's not. There's not much Brad of a talks play about play for him here, though. I mean, who's the better choice? I mean, yeah, like, do you want West, Evan, or CT? Oh, let's take Brad. That's just what I'm saying, though. There's, there's not like there's a great option here for him. Do so you want to die from a knife wound or a gunshot? You're gonna die either way. That's pretty much what it comes down to. I was watching a uh, Radio Lab episode earlier where they were talking about torture in Guantanamo Bay and someone like with like in-depth knowledge of what goes on there asked the interviewer of the podcast whether he would want to be tortured by having to listen to the Barney theme song for two weeks straight <laughs> or if he would rather have a razor blade taken to his male parts. Jesus he, he the reporter said, well, I guess I would probably pick the Barney song. And the, the guy that asked him that goes, well, you're wrong. <laughs> and this is why. I, I actually would believe so, it because like your male parts will get cut up, but they will heal. Whereas for two weeks straight, all you're hearing is I love you. I might shoot myself or hang myself in my cell. It is special by volume, though. This was this was the this was his logic. And it was pretty much what you said that like there's an end to like, there's an end in sight with one. Whereas the other one, like it's eternity. I mean, what happens if you get an accidental vasectomy though? Yeah. You're not having kids then. I mean, if you're in Guantanamo (laughs) Bay, you're probably not going to have a chance to have kids again anyway. (laughs) It was a really, it was a really interesting. They're doing a series on this one person with this one inmate in Guantanamo Bay. It's called uh, The Other Lotif. If anyone's interested, they should go check it out. But that gets us into the elimination for episode 11. 
And at this point, there's 13 minutes left in the show, so you know something good's going to happen, whether it's in the elimination or something after, afterward. And something that I thought was interesting is that TJ makes a point to say that the person that was guaranteed to go into elimination now that they're, because this is, I, I don't know if I said it, the competition that they will compete in is pole wrestle. And they explicitly make a point to say that the person that was guaranteed to go into elimination, this being easy, gets the first opportunity to grab the wooden stick that they will wrestle over. So at this point in time, I wonder if it became obvious between all the contestants that that's a huge advantage. And they just wanted to make, make a point to emphasize that. I think they just realized they should never do the I can elimination again, and they didn't want to have that happen amongst this final bunch. The this actually goes by pretty well, quick. It and in my twice notes, now. I have say what? What? Well, I can't. I can't have it three times. No, but I'm saying after three times. Correct. Yeah. Uh, All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I I got that wrong. Never mind. All right. So. This one is pretty open and shut, and I don't. In my notes, I have how does Easy not win this? You know what I mean? Like, what's how that, does what he, is he doing? I don't know. He's like they, laying down uh, on top of Svet, it. Svetlana has a confessional here where she's apparently the John Wooden of pole wrestle and criticizes these <laughs> techniques and says that he has no approach to what's going on. And it's true. Everyone. I mean, Svetlana is like Russian, right? So maybe she's seen like some Russian mafia pole wrestle fights in the in the gulag somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking she was going like some like hockey fighting techniques. <laughs> it's really well, well, whatever is going on here. Easy is a disaster. This this is terrible. Everyone go, runs over and congratulates Brad for his victory. CT says that he's happy that Brad won because he didn't want to have to be the one that took out Easy. And after the elimination brad and west said that that really changed the game because they don't have to worry about anyone going up against easy which no one i wouldn't be that worried about it after at this point like i don't think we really harp on this enough how bad it is here it's a disaster i just wouldn't want to have to do it you know what i mean it may make you think differently about it but you still don't want to do it if that okay well so let's let's play this out here so we've already seen him pull wrestle i i think i think west would clearly beat him in pull wrestle at this point after we see him yeah, uh, beat Derek the way he did. I think CT beats him. I think I need everybody else in the game at this point beats him in poor wrestle. After seeing that, yes, definitely. And then I think I think uh, in ascender, he, I think in ascender he just loses. Mm-hmm. And then I think and I can't. I, wonder, I can't. You really just like throw your hands up in the air. Who knows? Um, and then if I just will, push me would be the hard one. But even then, after seeing I this, will, I, I would not be that yeah. unconfident in that. I can might as well be a coin flip to be honest. Yeah, it's just like, who knows? That's a complete coin flip between Easy and whoever. Last mention of podcast that I listened to. On this other podcast that I listened to, they talk about this idea for a show that one of them has called The Million Dollar Coin Flip. And it's a show based around literally bringing someone on TV and flipping a coin, and whatever they call out determines whether or not they win a million dollars. And that seems like it could be a lot of money lost by the producers. <laughs> I don't know. It's honestly, it'd be like relatively cheap for production if you think about well, it. They keep hucking out millions of bucks. Yeah, but I mean, you're doing it like twice a year. Oh. Well, if you're only doing it twice a year, how are you making a show out of it? Ad revenue. 
followers, the suspense. I don't know. That was their idea. Do you, do you have two I don't think they, I don't year? think they thought. They, I don't think they thought thought about it too in depth. And I, I, evidently not. But you got a rigged coin. I think it was just kind of like a joke about the idea of like suspense and like kind of what it would do to you if you literally had to choose heads or tail over whether or not you would win a million dollars and kind of like the focus around that specific character and like building up to it and then then after. So, I mean, you could like technically do a season about like kind of like what they're thinking about like going into the coin flip and then the aftermath if they lose. Can you imagine if you had a coin flip and you could won a million dollars and you guessed wrong? I mean, uh, it's just it's just what it is. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I could have been born with Bo Jackson's athleticism, too. That didn't happen. The end of the episode is one of the most memorable moments of the season and probably in the show's history where we get CT and DM out on a cliff next to the water and they have their first kiss and DM comes into the house in a conversation with Wes later and realizes that everyone in the house saw them kiss and she's talks about how she didn't want that to happen, but she's really happy because of where her relationship with CT is right now and kind of what she's been able or what he's been able to do for her. So it's a really good moment. Yeah. And then uh, Wes and Evan give her a hug and as they're walking away, Wes says, our baby girl is grown up and making out with slime balls. <laughs> And then they cut to CT in the pool like he's the Mac Daddy. It's it's pretty hysterical the way they edit it. But, yeah, it's a cool moment, man. Especially because, I mean, this was a long, long-running storyline, both on the show and off the show, in their personal life. And if you call the challenge their professional, their professional life as well. I mean, this was a big, this was a big catalyst to a lot of stuff that happened seasons and seasons down the road. That transitions us into episode 12 where everyone's out at the bars and DM talks about how CT has impacted her life in a positive way and they're shown together at the bars and then we get a conversation between Kina and Jody and about how they want Svetlana to go home. Kina starts to talk about how she's a good competitor. That means she's going home this episode. Yeah, visibility yeah. spike for Kina, which is great for this episode, but uh, not good. It's for sad her. because she's going home. Yeah, exactly. Love me some Kina. I love Kina. She, we need to have her on the podcast. That's what we need to do. Reach out to her. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she has any sort of means of reaching out. Did her and Randy ever get married? No, no way. Oh no, no, that didn't happen. She's um, she she's married though, but not with Randy. Yeah. I remembered before DM got sick the last time she ran into Kina at a bar in New York city and they took a picture together and like, it was a thing like, Oh, Kina's still around. Okay. Well, she's cool. on, she was on road rules viewers revenge with um, Susie and uh, Veronica Story and all them. A- yeah. Abram. Yeah. Her, her on that season. Svetlana talks about how she's unhappy and she wants to win with pride and that the people that play the game are the ones that make it dirty. We get into uh, the challenge for she's also aligned with West. episode. <laughs> yeah, I never have understood that argument from people on reality shows. Uh, like, I want to win it the right way. It's like, the dude, I would cut your mama if I could show, win that money. Like part of the game. That, that's one thing I think the show does need to emphasize. Playing the politics is part of the game. It's the game a dirty is not game. Just the competition. Yeah, part of the game is playing the politics, and it, it yeah. would help the show because you need to encourage the cast to be more involved. 
And it's funny later out later on in the show's history, I I like have a vivid memory of like TJ calling out Easy at one point when he's in elimination, and TJ like kind of acts surprised that Easy's down there, and he's like Easy not doing enough politicking, and he's like I guess not. But like, <laughs> no, you're, you're on a like, team. You're on my team favorite with... Johnny Bananas. He doesn't have a prayer of not going in elimination. I'm sorry. <laughs> my favorite TJ politics one is where he's talking to CT and DM on Battle of the X's, and he like gets mad at them for not throwing in uh, Mark and Robin or Johnny and Camilla at the end. I'll have to go back and watch that one. Uh, that one's pretty funny. And he's 100% right, too. He's like, really? Are you for real? <laughs> oh, men, men, and women will, men and women will compete separately. Competitors will run to retrieve, retrieve giant blocks of ice, take them back to their designated stations, and break the large blocks of ice with a sledgehammer as they push the ice through a grate into a bucket. The man and the woman that has the most amount of water in their bucket after five minutes wins, and I already said it, but or alluded to it, but it'll take place in two heats, one for the men and one for the women. Most weight wins. This is a female duel day. Anissa talks about how she might have to go into the duel that day. And the prize, again, is set up golf clubs and lessons from the David Ledbetter Golf Academy. Thoughts on this one? That's fine. There's a lot of just meh missions this season like they're, they're just they're good for what they are there, there aren't many complaints but there's also not yeah. many i would go back and rewatch that much yeah overall the duel two I, is much better on the daily challenges than duel one is i didn't think this challenge was enjoyable one of one of the few that i thought was just like not good this is like a throwback to kind of like some of the earlier challenges that they this, had like, yeah, this is like we'd expect an extreme challenge to have and then have them go to the court of judge mills lane afterwards See, I would have said this, is, this was Johnny Mosley with a whistle wearing an Iceman costume. Oh, so I was thinking Eskimo outfit. Eskimo would have been great, but it's too hot for that. Even Johnny's that, not that. Oh, no, he's committed enough. He got okay, so okay, we'll go with shoes. the Eskimo costume. And then the winner gets like a year of free Baskin Robbins ice cream coupons. How, How much money would you Eskimo, pay? Right? That's not a thing. Or do they prefer Inuit? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't know. I so, really don't know. How much would you... Yeah, I think we're just going to say, I don't know. I don't. I legitimately do not know. I really but don't know. <laughs> how much would you pay? Because I'm contemplating a dollar mine in my amount right now. Do you have Johnny Mosley and TJ co-host Hey Season? Oh, Wow. You see, I would only do that. I would only do that if there is a YouTube show or an MTV.com show that's exclusive to just the backstage things of TJ being like, what the fuck is up with this guy? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see the background. Like on screen, they'll make it work, but it's the off screen interaction I would want to see of that. So like oh, so I think like an additional show relatively normal. He just shows up and just wild outfits and is off the rails. I would probably pay like forty bucks. I think that's the top I'm gonna go. Oh, but I would go higher. I'd go higher than that. That's worth. That's at least worth a thousand bucks. Well, no way. I paid a thousand dollars to see that. Come on. I mean, can you imagine the material? If we had enough influence to make that happen, we'd make it up and add money some way. <laughs> uh, we should do. If we we should do a GoFundMe. That's what we should do. <laughs> I did. That would be. 
uh, we'd be hurting for uh, funds on that one, I feel. Yeah, like. I have a feeling there's only a select few that are that. Inter- I don't know. We I get some interesting emails from time to time. I feel like that, I feel like that would that, be all the like pe- 60% our contributions and then 40% the estate of Johnny Mosley. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's got that NBC contract. He's probably fat and happy, man. He's probably just loving his life. It would be all the people that bought the Johnny Rolfley shirts. That's who we could count on. Today. All seven of you, we appreciate you. <laughs> Very much. Our top seller is still the Challenge Chronicles logo shirt, so good times. Really? Over the Johnny Rolfley shirt? That's stunning. Yeah. Dude, I think I would, like, I don't know. I don't think I'd know how to respond if I saw someone on the street with a Challenge Chronicles t-shirt. <laughs> Because <laughs> they don't know what ball. any of us look like, so that's true. Well, no, I'm I'm a pretty on video on Pat's shows at least. So oh, that's know true. Like. They know what Rob looks like if you've watched the Pat Mayo experience. That's fair. Well, if you, you go do, to my Twitter account, you, you know what I'm show. What's that, Rob? What do you do when you go on Pat's show? What do you, What do you mean? Like Talk? what's the like what's the gimmick? Like what, what do you you guys just shoot the shit? <laughs> like is there I mean, like it's a, just it's just the challenge. It's pretty much like I mean, well, there uh, actually was a gimmick last episode. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that for the people. If people want to know what the gimmick is, go uh, search MTV the Challenge Total Madness Fantasy Preview, and you will find the gimmick that Pat and I that I cooked up for Pat and I show. I haven't listened to the current episode, but I really actually not just because he's been on our show, which we thank him for that, and we hope to have him back again. I actually have really dug what he does to cover the challenge. It's actually, it's it's very different from what a lot of the other people do. So I really like what Pat does. I didn't know if you went on there and talked about fantasy football too, because he does that as well, right? Unfortunately, I do not have the credentials to to get up to that level yet. I can't just show him me winning my fantasy home league every year to be game. I was about to say, Rob, Rob's got to pay some more dues before he can get to that point. Right, exactly. I'll get my way up to NBA and NFL betting at some point, but I, I got a ways to go. We get into the selection process, and it comes down to Brad, and he has to decide between picking Svetlana and Anissa to be safe. He chooses Anissa, and I think at this point, Svetlana and Anissa have decided that they're, they want to trade off for who goes into the duel because they know that they will be going in last unless someone, or they will be guaranteed to go in unless someone from their alliance happens to win the mission for the day, which at this and point even then, like, one of them is probably still going in anyway. So yeah, one of them is always going in at this point. Actually. Yeah, they did say it at this point. I just saw it in my notes. Svetlana decides that she will pick Kina. Svetlana out of the deck of cards that TJ presents to her draws push me. And she makes a comment about how the first time was a pain in the ass, but we get push me mm-hmm. here. And I don't really want to describe it because that is also a pain in the ass to describe what this is, but it's pretty much just like a, a log that's held parallel above the ground on a pivot point in the middle. And you and your opponent stand on opposite ends and try and push the log and push your contestant back as it, the log pivots around and try and grab a flag in front of you. And this one actually lasts a very long time. This is the same challenge or elimination that, Svetlana previously won, and I, I say win with an asterisk next next to it, uh, against Beth. When Beth pushed Svetlana back and when she went to get the flag, ripped the, ripped the flag off the carabiner. And I think I have this in my notes later, but I'll say it now. But this flag is held to this carabiner with Velcro. 
It's like <laughs> it's like held on with like so weird. Yeah, Tina starts to go ahead. No, it was more about the end of the elimination. You can recap it first. Well, I was going to just end it right now. So 30 minutes in, it doesn't oh, okay. seem like anyone has a clear advantage. And then at the 47-minute mark, Tina starts to make some noises and then all of a sudden gets out. Svetlana runs forward and gets the flag. And in my notes, I have that this is pretty much a toss-up. But at the end of it, it doesn't really seem like it because Tina really takes it hard. She starts to cry. She starts to complain about her foot and about how much pain it was in. And Afterwards, Svetlana looks like she could have gone for a much longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. quite frankly, I think she just started getting cramps. And when those cramps set in, it just hurts. That's all you can do. It hurts. Okay, isn't the move here to, like, let Svetlana like, be about to rip it off the carabiner and then just clock her with the pole? I, that's yeah. the way I'd have played what, it. Well, that's what Brad does. Well, no. Oh, yeah, because it gets far enough back where – like the pole isn't even around her because like Tina just like pretty much like lifts her legs up and gets like almost like flung backwards. Does, does it but spin she can just like kind of like 60 degrees? Oh yeah. Yeah. She like, she, she could easily just she knock get her up. out with it. Yeah. That's what I mean. She could get up like a battering ram and just fling <laughs> it around and try and knock her out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Wait, I don't know. I don't know. Of, but that honestly is and good. then Johnny Mosley pops up with a whistle and goes, Hey bro, can't do that. Well, I don't see. Why can't she do <laughs> that? What is it stage? She can't do that. Johnny will find a way um, to make it a rule, I promise. No, I, I think that's completely fair game. That's kind of what Brad does against CT, because CT... That's like, a little different, to, but yeah. I know, he smokes Brad, and Brad said that all he can really do is kind of just, like, shake shake it and try and, like, get in CT's way, and that's what happens. And I don't know how much that actually influenced CT and what happened, but that, that was his stated strategy after the fact. Brad has a number of those really savvy moves, like the last... Multiple in Dual both two duels. against Landon, man, swinging the, the carabiner, smart. In the final elimination, and has some really like wonky victory. Yeah, I mean, but, very savvy that uh, Brad. Unfortunately, I have to say good, goodbye to Kina here, though, for good, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, we we see Kina on Road Rules Re- Viewers Revenge, but she never pops back up on the challenge ever again after this. Sad. Bring her back, MTV. Evan goes up to Svetlana or to Kina here and has a really fun, funny moment. He's like, what the hell's the matter with you? And Kina's like, get out of here. But it was good in uh, real time. And that gets us into episode 13. Wes and Evan are talking outside. Evan says that they um, have good and bad blood. So I guess that's the foreshadowing of what's about to come. Evan says that they agreed that they would look out for each other. And that the only person he thinks he can't beat is CT, which this logic here is so flawed. Like I know we've talked about it a little bit already, but it's just so weird. I know I I just don't get it. Like well, why does he think he has a better shot against CT in an elimination versus the final? Because you can win a chat. Okay. Uh, uh, you could probably win an elimination in a fluky way, as we have seen. But in a final, it's a lot harder to... Well, what's there to indicate CT some monster in a final? I don't know. Yeah, so at this point... His I mean, to this point, we really... In the we endurance um, mission where they run across the sand, Evan beats him. But that was on a technicality. CT actually beat him, but he didn't grab the right flag first. 
I mean, that's what happened. That, no, no, no. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about the, the sprint. I'm talking about the one right before the pole wrestle where they uh, it was DM's birthday and they're running up the tarps on the sand. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like, is he, he smoking cigs all the time? I don't. I don't think CT is like some person who would pay, picture be like an A plus in a final. He was. But in, is, I, is I think. Uh, I think CT actually might be ahead of Evan in that one where they run up the tarp and then Evan just comes up with a strategy to kind of just like stick his feet in the tarp like daggers, and then Trace. Good memory. CT is also ahead of him in the elimination where they have to do wind sprints after they eat food. But just to say it, Evan, Evan says explicitly that his logic is that he thinks he has a better chance to beat CT now in a duel and then win the final as opposed to wait, not taking CT out at all and then going up against him in the final. Because I don't know if we've also said this, but it doesn't seem like second place gets any money beyond their appearance fee this season. Correct? No, it doesn't no it's a winner take all. It said it was 300 grand in cash and it was 150 a piece. So that you lose, you just get your appearance fee and yeah, your I nominal mean, like you get, uh, SAG minimum for appearing on an episode. Yeah. Evan um, apparently has not gotten the Cornell education yet. He's in, he's mm-hmm. at Cornell, but he has not gotten his degree at this point. Right, it shows. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know, dude. I think we're we're just it's missing some pretty mor- it's some pretty moronic look. Okay, I think so, I, I mean it's a bad move. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a terrible I, I just don't, move. But I think it's horrific. So, I, I think it's uh, I just don't get, Yeah, I just don't get it is because he doesn't pick Brad, right? So I agree that it's an absolute terrible move in the sense that he picks Brad. But I feel like as viewers, they do a very poor job of explaining to us why he picks CT instead of Brad. And that's, I think, my ultimate take on this. Because well, I, we, we, we're, we're all in agreement. We're all in agreement that he should have not picked CT, right? We're all in agreement. Yes. I'm just saying yeah, that we're, we're in they, don't, yeah. they don't, they, they do not tell us, uh, for me personally, they do not give me enough information to be like, okay, at least I can see his perspective. I do not see it. I, I think we got his perspective. He thinks at, at this moment that he's giving his confessional, he thinks he has a better shot of being CP and an elimination than a final. But so his logic is but that what happens the later on? Of, his logic is the combined. That, that's the thing. What happens? Being, what? Go ahead. There's just the, the logic of the combined probability of beating a CT in an elimination and then beating Wes or Brad in a final is higher than just beating any any of the three who could possibly make the final is ridiculous. I, under, I understand that that's what he's saying here, but then what happens later on where he acts like Wes is screwing him over? and He just, he just realizes that, Wes outsmarted him and that that's wrong. Yeah, I, I actually have, to, have confirmed. He didn't have to pick him. I have confirmed Rob's deal. Um, and, and apparently Evan and Wes did have an alliance. And Wes said, hey, I'll take out Derek and Brad if you can take out CT. And that was the deal. And so Wes basically said, hey, you got to live up to your end of the deal. You said you would pick CT. And so like Wes apparently was really egging him on like, hey, you told me you would pick CT when we made this deal. And so that's where the thing comes from. And that's when Evan just realizes like Wes and I made an alliance where it was way better for him than for me. And that's what he was mad about. I don't even know if that's true. If the, if the alliance follows as stated. They just need to show me that then. That's all I'm yeah. asking. Like, yeah. it doesn't take that long. There's a bunch of bullshit that happens in the show. Just show me that. Yeah, Where do you I, I'm with you. They want to keep you in the dark, partially, though. I don't think they really feel they need to tell you. I don't know, man. This is such a huge game changer, and it's such an odd decision as a viewer. It's like, 
in this game, like everyone has acted like, hey, I'm uh, I don't want to go up against CT. And then all of a sudden Evan's like, I'm going to pick CT. I think they're fine. Keeping I, just, I don't think they care about keeping us in the dark with a lot of these things. They don't think Trace, we enjoy it that it? much. Uh, in the episode description, and then there's another interview that I have tracked down where Wes explains the the deal. Basically, was like, "Hey, I'm going to take them out," and the deal was Evan had to pick CT. And then when it came time to do it, Evan didn't want to do it, and Wes was like, "You have to do it. You told me you would do it." So Evan stuck to his word of his alliance, but Evan figured out when it happens, like, "Yep, I screwed myself here." That's basically what happened. Is this just, just an MTV interview? Yeah, it's like one of those like it's, it's not an recap, MTV right? interview. It's like it's like it's like some recap thing, and uh, Wes is talking about what happened. All right, send it to me, please. I'll find it. He has an actual recap where he talks about it too. That, that's been that's been stated across multiple platforms. So I'm pretty sure Evans talked about it too that way. I think he was just emotional in the moment. It's, like I don't think it's just it's just such a big moment that I don't have like a full explanation for, and I think that's my issue with it. Well, but they do that a ton, man. Like they, they, they always leave us on. In Not the like this. Uh, yes, where, like where, this. Where else do they? Okay, on, okay, to on this, this extent, last, where? Okay, okay. On this last season, there was two game-changing things that happened. They didn't show. One on the episode where it was the double elimination, where Theo and Georgia go in. If they win those eliminations and they flip over to the U.S. team, that game could have been completely different. But what they don't show is that first of all, Polly specifically tells CT, "You guys have to put Kyle in. You can't put Theo in." Because what they're trying to do is comfort Theo and thinking he'll be protected if he goes back to the UK team. And then through that entire cycle to that point, the entire UK team was like, oh, Team UK, we're good, we'll be good, whatever. And comforting Theo so he would come back to their side. That was a full ploy. They didn't show anything of. And then secondly, in the episode where Tori gets voted in on the girls on the US team, which prompts her and uh, Jordan flipping over, that the... Um, the U.S. team sp- uh, explicitly states to her and Jordan that they would rather throw in Nani. They say that multiple points to say, hey, if one of you guys votes Nani because Leroy won't, we'll put Nani in ahead of you and you won't go in. But her and Jordan don't do that, and then they throw in Tori, and then that sets off that whole chain of events. And then also, by Leroy not voting um, with, with if by Leroy not voting with Nani at that point, it also saves Nani from going into elimination because if she had if he had voted in anybody else, the U.K. team was planning to throw Nani in. They don't show any of that, and that completely changes this. That was a completely a season-changing move on both fronts. I don't know. I'll write an article for me, and I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I don't really remember what happens. All right, send me the link. Put it in the show I, notes. I'm sending, it, it. I'm sending it to you, the podcast that so, Wes did about it right now. So, and I guess this is my takeaway. That that's the issue, is that there are a lot of instances like that where they leave us in the dark about some things. That, that's just what this is a comment about. That's the overall we, comment. We just have to remember, we're, we're watching a producer-driven TV show where they're trying to drive forward a narrative. 100%. Most, they're, 100%. they're trying to drive forward a narrative that will be most beneficial for their getting them viewers. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're to the TV show, too. 100%. We get to the challenge for episode 13. This challenge, a woman can win the motorcycle, their own motorcycle, that the same motorcycle that Brad won in a previous episode. The challenge is called Sunken Treasure. And challengers will compete in teams of two. On the sound of the horn, they will jump into the water and swim towards an underwater plastic bubble. Those challengers will be able to enter and breathe in while they are underwater. 
The goal is to swim from the bubble and re remember the numbers that are imprinted on an anchor underwater. One person will get the numbers from, from the anchor while the other person will take the numbers from their partner while they're in the bubble and use them to unlock a treasure chest that has three locks on them. Once the, you unlock the treasure chest, the ball will re be released and your time ends once the ball reaches the surface. The challenge has a 13 or a 15 minute time limit and thoughts. It's a good um, challenge. I mean, I it's think challenging. Is too strict. I, yeah. and I worked the, out for the reason but. why is that the reason why is that only one person actually completes it in time, which is Wes and Svetlana. He's his partner, Svetlana. Made for them too. Svetlana did it. Correct. And it seems like even he had didn't have. Well, actually, no, he cruised through this one. What am I saying? It's Svetlana was one who's having some more trouble, but um, it's definitely not an easy mission. No, it's hard. And I think they have to have a time limit just for safety reasons, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, if they had to. Yeah. I mean, 15 minutes at that high pressure is a lot. And then if it kept going, you know, someone could have really gotten hurt. So I think a 15 minute time limit for something like that is pretty, it's pretty good. I've had numerous bad experiences with snorkeling. So I don't think I'd hang well in this mission. And I don't do well with there, like water pressure like that. So I would probably really, really suck at this. <laughs> and Wes and Svetlana actually only complete this like, right before the 15 oh, time limit. There was like five or six seconds less. Like there was not much time left at all when they finished. How many does Svetlana get close. with this one compared to West? Did West get like all of them? What do you mean? The little, the codes. No, you're not allowed to do that. So, because remember only one person can go get them and then they communicate it back to their other partner who then goes and undoes the locks. Oh, that's right. I must have been watching it wrong. That's so Svetlana read it, and then Wes did the unlocking. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Because that's how that's how CT and DM get DQ'd, because DM initially tries to go look at the codes on the anchors, says that she can't see them, and then DT, CT tries to go and see the codes, and they get DQ'd right away after TJ said it in the intro to the challenge. But Brad finishes right after the 15 minute time limit. So he was neck and neck with Wes here. So this is another kind of good moment for Brad in this season, but Wes gets his first win of the season. It starts the selection process and it comes down to Anissa and she has to pick between CT and Evan. She picks between, or she picks CT to be safe because she said that CT had kept her safe before and wanted to pay it back. Evan, this is where we get Evan's logic, where he talks about how he has a better chance to win the whole game if he goes against CT now than he does if he goes against CT in the final. They, Evan picks CT. Evan then draws the sender out of the cards from TJ. And after the selection, Evan tells Wes that he feels like he got screwed over. Uh, in my notes, I say that I don't get what the issue is. And... Evan tries to get to elimination. <laughs> oh my gosh, new, this is not well, the best from Evan. Was it? So this is know. it. Like he like I never writes, said that you couldn't do it. That's true. So this is what happens. So we we get into the elimination, and Evan has written down the answer to the puzzle for a sender, and TJ sees it and tells him to take it off. At this any point in time, did they ever say explicitly? Did did they say that you could not do that? Did they say that you could not write the solution I mean, to the puzzle no but they, we've already stated multiple times they do not show us everything so. yeah 
who knows? There could have been a thing, or maybe TJ's just like, yeah, no, dude, you're not going to win that way. Like, I could see that. Yeah. I'm making a production decision. I think that's what it is. Like, nah. I don't think they thought anybody would think it was beneficial to do it. But see, Evan has even said in podcasts, like, every challenge, he's trying to find the loopholes and, like, trying to find ways to legally cheat to win it. And so. Which is funny because he also does some things that are unnecessary sometimes. Like, remember when he uh, carries the bike with him up the pole and. Oh, my God. Yes. That's one of the funnier things I've seen on a challenge. And even the rest of the guys are like, what are you doing? (laughs) Man, Evan is just all over the place because intelligent versus what are you thinking decisions. Yeah. And the thing is, is like watching this back, the one comment I had is that Evan got in his own head because oh, yeah. if he'd have kept a level head, like he very well could have done this, but he was like nervous and he was worried and he was just like, really, like Rob said, he's all over the place. And it just seemed like he beat himself before the challenge even started. I don't know. I think I disagree. I think he just got flat out beat. Like this is made for CT. Like this is like, really? like peak CT. Like, I, I don't remember, know. Yeah, like, I, I, we I didn't remember, know that up, CT was a puzzle guy up until this point. No, it, he he had a significant lead going into the puzzle, and we do know now that CT is good at puzzles. So the it, the combination of those two makes this like put, puts this on a T for C, CT. Well, because I think there was an elimination. Else? I don't know. Maybe not. Before no, um, before this season, CT only went into elimination one time, and that was in a chain in the cookies. Aside from that, correct. CT's never been in elimination, and in the finals, we never see him like really solving a puzzle. Like this was the first time I think that we realized, like, oh, CT actually is good at puzzles too because he solved that puzzle fast. Like it was mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with that that we didn't know, but I'm just saying that like. This fits his his strengths. Yeah. Now we know that. <laughs> For sure. I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was anything. Evan would have a better shot at him. I guess. I mean, maybe push me with how it turned out because you can just shake the pole. Maybe he messes up again. Or I guess I can with him. Said it's pretty fifty fifty. So who knows? I can as a. Yeah, that's a big crapshoot. Um, and I really shouldn't even count on it. Wins. CT wins pretty easily here. It's. Rough that I have in my notes that it's rough that we got a sender for this elimination instead of whole wrestle. Whole wrestle would be unbelievable. Would be oh my gosh, Evan versus I think CT kind of wrestle. like railroads Evan though, honestly, with Evan's state of mind here. Oh yeah, because Evan was not mentally ready to do that elimination watching the show. No, he had psyched himself out so much. Um, he's really defeated too after losing. Like he's like really in his own head. Yeah, wouldn't you? You just lost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, I just really think, like, I'm really of the opinion with Rob there, too. It's just, like, he was beat before he started that elimination. Like, he mentally was not ready to do it. And afterwards, it was very apparent that he was just not ready. That's pretty much all that happens for episode 13 and gets us into episode 14, where CT and DM are practicing pole wrestle on a mattress at the house the actual game That's pole it. wrestle not a euphemism there folks yeah. just want to point that out Dean says that she doesn't want if, if she goes into the duel she doesn't want to draw I can she thinks that's the one that she has the worst chance of winning foreshadowing I don't know what she's going to pick <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh we also get uh, an interesting fun fact here if the, I don't remember who actually states it but but Lana and Denise to talk about how there have been 
Uh, it may have been one of those two. Svetlana and Anissa may have talked about how there have been six female duels to this point, and they have been in four of them, which means... Wow. That's and At this point, it's Anissa and Svetlana versus Jody and DM. We get to the challenge for episode 14 called Around the Block, and what this is is there's a 40-foot rig shaped like, shaped like a rectangle that's lifted in the air by a crane with the long edges pointed up and competitors will have to climb around the rig and collect flags as they go through the process. Each flag is worth one point and at the very top of the rig in the middle of the rectangle, there's a flag that's worth three and a half points and the men and the women will compete separately. The woman that wins is safe from the duel and the male who wins, I don't even remember what they get, so it couldn't have been that good. But <laughs> we, I don't know, this one was fine. There's, not, been, there's, there's not many like uh, polarizing missions this season. Yeah. Like, what's yeah, the best one? It, it, this is, oh, good question. I hadn't even thought about that before we sat down, and usually I have like an answer for that. Roller derby? Uh, that one's good. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up the list just because I have to remind myself. Uh, push, oh, pushover. It's probably pushover. Hmm. Right? No. I think it's pushover. The um, pole dance one is pretty. You know cool. what? I really liked. There were two of them I really liked. It was the one. Um, what's the one where they go? Uh, shoot, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind here. The one with the big mud hole with the balls, where they have to like knock people out. Like I love those. Those are super entertaining to me. I think you're thinking of the wrong season, but. No, it's like the first challenge where like Tina punches, quote unquote, punches. Um, oh, the rings, the rings, the, the rings. Ring that's it. The rings. Sometimes it's okay. a ball. Yeah, it's ring toss was, I think, that's different. Though. That one's all political. Yeah, but see, I enjoy it from that. And I also really liked. I think it's got to be pushover or um, roller derby. And I like pole dance as well. Um I thought throwback was pretty good, pretty gross, but it's a competitive one at least. Yeah, I liked throwback, the one with the Russian swing and the swimming. That was pretty good. Rafty race was entertaining. It, it wasn't a great, it wasn't <laughs> a great true. challenge, but it was Rafty so entertaining. One. That one might actually be number one. Yeah, I think of they entertainment have done factor. Rafty race and Dine and Dash combined. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I would say Cross it's between Rafty okay. race and ring toss for me. That would be my two. People this is a good moment for Brad. It's like a new thing for me. I think they should do that more often. Brad has another good moment here where he beats Wes pretty easily in this. And the final round for the men is Brad versus CT. And CT wins by a pretty good margin. And this is another challenge that's made for CT. The And the reason that I say that is because I remember that there was an interview with Evan at one point on a podcast. And he talked about how he is with uh ct at one point at kind of like some type of gym where they have one of those like peg climbing things where you kind of like yeah. there's holes in the, the pegboards peg. i've done those before it's hard yeah man. and it's so hard that, i couldn't finish it he said that ct was there 
like pretty much like racing against people and betting cigarettes on it. For, oh, like, I remember away. that. And, I remember that. That was really funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. This like anything with climbing, like CT has a pretty good advantage. Like the only t- person that he may not have an advantage against is like Alton. But Landon's pretty good climber. That's about too. it. Landon's good that's too. True. That would have been yep, interesting. I, I would have yeah. liked to see that. So those three. But, Man, if only CT hadn't gotten kicked off the duel too. How amazing would that season have been? I don't know, man. There's a get some that season's him fighting Adam. There's like the only drama that happens. I will kindly disagree, and we'll talk about it when we get to that season. <laughs> uh, you're in on the Paula Dunbar Kim love triangle. Oh no, no, that's a hot steaming pile of garbage. Oh, or the or the Brad Tory uh, engagement drama. Uh, no. Yeah, that, that, that's all I said for me. Anissa, in the first women's heat, tells DM that she's not going to vote for her if she gets put in. And Jody ends up winning the challenge for the women, which Shocking. gets us into the selection process. And Wes has to pick between Svetlana and Anissa to be safe. And because they're trading off, it is Svetlana's turn to be safe, which means Anissa will go into the duel. And Anissa calls out DM after moments ago she told DM that she would not be uh, calling DM out, which, like, and then when DM calls out Anissa for this, for having a hypocritical moment, Anissa says, well, she only said that because she thought that DM was going to be safe or that, like, she wouldn't even have the opportunity. That's bullshit. I really, like. (laughs) <laughs> it's a really head scratching moment. Has she like, not been like, watching don't even the say that missions with Jody? It's like why even say that you're not going to like call her out? It's like really unnecessary at this point. It is because like Jody's safe. Anissa and Savetlana have an alliance. Like who else is Anissa going to call out but Diem? Yeah, I mean, really, it's, uh, it's a bad look for Anissa. one of the one of the caveats to this challenge is that the winner of the elimination is the person who comes in second on the elimination gets to no, that's the next one. So Anissa draws I can after the challenge CT tries to motivate DM for the elimination and we get into the duel and instead of watermelons or laws was the other one. Yeah. We get coffee bags for the item that they have to guess how many they can lift. What are they putting this Coffee is a huge export of that of Brazil. It's so just that's them why. walking down to the Brazilian market and see what they could buy the most of for the cheapest. That's exactly what it was. Because you have to know those watermelons were rotten and somebody's burnt that wood by now. Anissa, well, it gets up to 150 coffee bags. Which I think that's, that's a lot of weight, man. Either one of them. And DM, Anissa challenges DM to go lift it. Anissa tries to lift it and she can't budget. It's a pretty emotional moment. And it's pretty sad. EJ calls the challenge over, declares Anissa the winner, and DM has to go home. It's, it's a tough moment, especially after all that we've seen from DM last season and this season. And all of the narrative that's occurred between CT and DM. DM says that in a confessional that CT has given her a lot of confidence and that she's not ashamed about being herself now after everything that she's been through. 
And this is not the end of TT and DM. We will we will see more of this to come. But episode 15 begins. CT tells Jody that they're all afraid of him. And TT and Jody are now teaming up to be partners because Evan was previously partners with Jody. He is gone now. And DM is now gone. So CT needs a partner in all challenges where the men and the women have to team up. We... Uh, in my notes here, did either of you... So when they were eating breakfast before they went to the challenge for this episode, did either of you see how many white plates, just like white ceramic plates, were available at the buffet? No, I didn't catch yeah. that. So there are, at this point, six people left, I think. There oh, there's like 40. Left. Oh my gosh. it's a lot at of plates. Least, like, what happened here? This was like a huge like mishap. There's I, at least 40 plates just like stacked up next to maybe the staff is even too but that's something that caught me off guard but we get one, into, one thing too i think it's funny here um it depending on what color you think ct is wearing everybody's either green or yellow which are also the colors of the brazilian flag we get into the challenge for the episode which is called paddle me men and women will compete in pairs one person from the pair will jump from the dock and into the water and swim to their partner, waiting on a nine-foot surfboard in the water. The partners will paddle on the surfboard out to an island where they will find another surfboard for their partner. At this point, each individual will swim back, swim back to the starting point on their own surfboard. First male and female that are able to return back on their surfboard wins safety from the duel because this will be a male and a female duel day before the final. And if you win, you're safe for the final, automatically going to the final. If you finish second, and this is what I thought was happening in the, in the last episode, but it's happening here. If you win or finish second, excuse me, you have to pick the duel game. And this is where Brad says that he's nervous about having Anissa as a partner and once the challenge starts, they both are like way behind. And Brad pretty much wants to give up because at this point he knows he's going into the duel that night and doesn't want to waste any of his energy for something that doesn't matter. Yeah. CT also, CT also has like a really, has an interesting professional here where he says that he thinks because CT and Jody are the first people to reach the Island in the water when they split up and each have their own surfboard. But he says that he thinks Jody was coasting and not giving like a full amount of energy as they got to the island, which if she did, that's a good strategy for her because what happens is Jody is actually the first person to finish the challenge, even ahead of all, all the men with Wes finishing, finishing uh, shortly behind her after he was able to pass up CT. I, I thought this one was pretty good. Yeah, this was good. Brad and Anissa are way behind. This is like a uh, precursor to Duel 2. I mean, quite frankly, and again, like I, Anissa is fun on the show. If I'm getting paired with her in something like this, I'm con I'm contemplating faking drowning just to not expend <laughs> my energy because I know that we're not going to get there first, and it's a race, and so there's really no chance that we're going to win or I'm I mean, going to win. There are a lot of bad female swimmers on the show now. Mm -hmm. 
Like, like, think, like I remember this last, like we talk about this last season so often, but like, it just by the end of it, there were so many bad female swimmers. Yeah. And like, it's so interesting to see how far behind they were. Like on the camera shots, they show them. It is astounding how far back they were. And I mean, <laughs> this saying, is exhaust. And here's the other thing that's exhausting about this. Like they're in, um, I mean, there's a huge wake and current going on. I mean, it's, it's a hard swim. CT finishes second for the men. He will go into the duel against Brad, and he decides that he wants to do push me for the elimination game. Svetlana will go in against Anissa because Jody won. And Svetlana finished second and decides to pick ICANN, which talk about one of like <laughs> the most head-scratching moments of the season. <laughs> I, don't, I, oh, I completely disagree. All right, Rob. Let, okay, hot take. No, 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 everybody. Please, this is a on... hot take. Go for it. Oh, okay. So if Lana is going up against Anissa, Anissa has stated she wants to perform on the elimination, and if she does, I can. She wants to be the one to lift it after the last time. She said that. So if you pick I can, then you know you can just rack up whatever the item is until she can't do it anymore. Yeah, but Anissa has clearly shown that she says something and doesn't do it. It just happened uh-huh. with Diem. Yeah, but that's. I think that's like, a different I don't get it. Sense. No, I, I, it's if, the same thing. Like people, if I'm people Svetlana, I'm wanting a center. Like, yes. It's the safe bet. She's gonna beat I don't even center. know if it's the safe bet. But Anissa's already won a center. Yeah, but I think that just because she's won it, like that doesn't mean that like she would have an advantage against Svetlana. Who did Anissa go against in a center? Robin? Yeah. And Robin like spent like 20 seconds trying to like release the like bag of puzzle puzzle pieces from the monkey bar and still almost won. Yeah, but like, I, think that, I agree with Trace. Cuz if I'm if I'm Svetlana, if I'm Svetlana, you don't want to do pole wrestle against Anissa. It's just no. not a good idea. You, I can like Devin said, we've already seen that Anissa's not going to be truthful on something like this probably. Wow. So, you know, I can't take her for her word on that. And then um what's the other one? Um the push pushover, whatever. I mean, Svetlana won it because Beth, you know, screwed up. That's really what it boiled down to, where the carabiner was just a piece of crap and didn't matter anyway. So if I'm Svetlana, a sender is my best chance of winning on paper. I disagree. Okay. I think she has at least a 50 shot on I can. Yeah, and I think she has a way better chance on a sender. I don't think he's a way better chance than 50-50 on a sender. Why is she so much better than Anissa at it? Because Anissa can't climb. Yeah, what? I was about to say. Could, couldn't, she, couldn't, she couldn't release the puzzle pieces. She was up there trying to release the puzzle pieces, couldn't, and still Robin almost beat her. almost came back. So, yeah, I, I, that's why I'm saying, like, I would do a sender. And even if it was because me you, on the show, I would pick a sender it, over any of the rest of those games because there's just too much – I mean, with pole wrestle, it's just who's stronger. So if it's me against most of this cast, I don't want to find that out because I want to win money. And it's you just don't know how someone's going to show up. If it's I I can, you're hoping that you can estimate how much weight is there and then think about how much you can deadlift and then add weight because that weight is so evenly distributed on a, a pendulum almost that if you can just get it off the ground, you're going to do it. And so, but it's still, it's a 50-50, like, it, one of you isn't competing. So at the end of the day, I would try to pick a sender every single time if given the opportunity. Uh, I, I think this is the move. 
this okay. gets us into the elimination. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the final point that I would make is I don't think it's fifty-fifty. Like that—that's what I, I think. I like I think you're putting like, wh- I think you're putting like way too much stock into something that like Anissa said like in an offhand comment. Like I think I, I think well, that's I think it, I like think what it I have makes to sense. Do. And I think we've already discussed that this is a pretty much a fifty-fifty shot anyway. So if you already yeah. have some sort of advantage going into it, then I, I mean it's a fifty-fifty chance you're going to compete is- in it. And then there's like the chance that you can actually lift it or hope they can't lift it. I mean, if anything, just, I would peg it at like you have a twenty-five percent chance of winning. She's just so much weaker than Svetlana. Or Svetlana's just so much weaker than Anissa. Like so much weaker. Like how much weight do you think Anissa has on Svetlana? Like, Thirty pounds. As much as we think, it's not that much. But yeah, like, it is. It, I bet I, she has thirty pounds on her. Looking at them, nothing, I would say that Anissa is women. stronger than Svetlana. No, no, to say nothing about women's weight. Being completely objective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be careful here. <laughs> like, completely from a competi- competition perspective. Um, all right, let's, I don't let's just think get it's that significant. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's just move on there. <laughs> the first elimination is between Brad and CT. It's push me. And this is one of the few moments from older seasons that I can like actually remember where I was when I saw this happening on TV and CT says that he picks Brad because he doesn't have any leg strength. And as the challenge starts on push me, Brad or CT literally just starts screaming blows Brad off the line and starts screaming. You're done to him repeatedly because he pretty much is like Brad had no chance here. And as CT is reaching down to, take the flag and the carabiner with him. He rips the flag off the Velcro (laughs) and loses the elimination and chaos just completely ensues. I mean, because CT's reaction is the the reaction to like everyone else watching that that is completely bullshit. He just smoked Brad and now he's going home because like the production crew can't fasten a flag to a carabiner. Yep. And here's the thing. They actually, I'm watching this right now. They zoom in on the carabiner and the flag before the elimination, okay? This thing is on, you know how like a keychain has like that metal ring on it? And some of them that you get like, let's say from like a real keychain, they're pretty thick. This is the one you get when you take your car to like the shop and they put it on a temporary flimsy key ring. That is what this Same flag is a on. And so, like, it's basically a circular paper clip. So the moment you rip that flag, that thing is breaking. Like, there is no chance. If you don't grab the carabiner, it's going to break. CT just starts to go crazy. At one point, he starts to get into an altercation with Wes about what happened. Wes is pretty much just telling him to go home, and CT is just telling him to shut up. And well, he, he also – I think it's pretty serious. He, he um, accuses CT of having a fake relationship with Diem. Mm. That was yeah, pretty low. I mean, <laughs> at, this, at, at, this, at this point, they're just trading low blows. Like they're both just like com- like as upset as you can get pretty yeah. much. And we – What West hops over C- the CT goes and starts shouting at him? Yeah, it was – in my notes here, I have, and I think there's an answer to this somewhere, where 
I wonder how long this went in real time, because I think the answer is that it went on for a very long time and that they actually like brought the production crew out and like had a conversation about what they were going to do and that this stretched on for much longer than we see in the show. Or that well, was indicated in the show. Way longer. Like, I think CT shouting at TJ was way longer just to get Westmore riled up. I think the two of them shouting at each other was longer. Yeah, but the thing is, is it wasn't going to change the decision because we've already no. seen Beth go home for the same thing. So it's like they can't, they can't make an yeah. exception for you, CT. I'm sorry, like you, you did get screwed here, and I do think that rule is bullshit because you should actually have the flag fastened on something that wouldn't break. I mean, I think this is just production, yeah. just really. He should know better. Yes, Beth certainly has more of a case here than CT does, though. I mean, he's already seen that. It was the same issue, though, that they were, like, shaking the hole, like, while they were, like, reaching down to get it. But I think this this is what this reminds me of. So if you – I know when, like, Brad, like, gets in his way. I guess that's the part that we – I don't know if I stated at this point. But Brad is, like, actively, like, kind of, like, pushing the hole in CT's way. Uh Uh-huh. Like, he's pretty much done for at this point and, like, gets in his way enough that it contributes to this to the point that the flag comes off. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's tough it's tough for CT. It's a really rough moment. We get to the that's the moment where everyone looked down at their iPhones and was like, "Good, a break in the show just happened." <laughs> it was but just kind of I'm still the, just watching it and I'm just I'm just Rewatching it as we're talking, it just, God, like, as many times as production kept zooming in on the carabiner and the ring, it was just exposing, like, this thing was basically held together by a piece of duct tape, basically. And it just, like, why do you want to expose how shitty your rigging is? Like, I just, uh, ah. This is, so, this is the last I'll say about it, is it reminds me of, like the issues that were going on with like what constitutes a catch in the NFL, like a, as recent as a, like a year ago at this point, did either of you listen to GM street with Mike Lombardi on the ringer? That podcast? Actually, yes, I did listen to that. So he, so he talked about how like, this is like the whole issue was like completely insane. And about how Mike Holmgren used to talk about how like the best way to like tell if someone was a catch, this is just like purely anecdotal, not actually the best way, but like what Mike Holmgren used to say is that, or may still say that if you pull four guys in a bar and ask them whether or not it was a catch, then chances are it's a catch. If all four of them said that it was a catch, like that's how you should loosely be defining what a catch is. Right. If you pulled five people here and asked them who won this without like knowing any of the rules, Every single All of one of them, them would have said, said that CT should have won. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, 100%. Like, you can't really... You can't really tell he ripped it that much just by the way they shoot it. It's just people talking about it afterwards. It, that's the thing. It's so weird. But... <clears throat> Johnny Mosey's still been involved with the production team, apparently. <laughs> God. That really is a Johnny Mosley moment. Bro, I'm sorry. It's a rule. <laughs> Blow his whistle. He, he would have he not... He would have not handled this well. No. Like, this was like, oh, no. He'd have been like, CT, calm <laughs> down, man. Like, dude, calm well, down. This would just be Rivals 2 Reunion Precursor. Where <laughs> oh, CT's screaming at him, but he has no idea what Mind your business. 
I could just CCT. Hey, Mosley, <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> I think you would have killed him, honestly. Like, I don't know. I think he might have up again. CT at this point really might have tried to physically assault Johnny Mosley. <laughs> TJ does a really good job. Like, he, he handles this situation very well. He's like, dude, that's he, the rules, he, he bro. Does. It's the rules, man. Sorry. <laughs> he would have, like, this could have been CT versus Adam precursor, too. If Johnny Mosley's involved. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that gets us to the women's elimination. They go back and forth, trade blows. It gets to 73 logs. I guess I, I didn't say it. Instead of coffee bags or watermelons, they go back to logs this time. They like logs. They have logs laying around. They will get logs today. And they have to lift. Yeah, the bidding gets up to 73 logs. But Lana challenges her to lift the logs. Anissa can't lift them up for five seconds. Anissa goes home, and as TJ gives Lana, I'm guessing her third Seiko watch of the surprise. <laughs> or no, it wasn't a Seiko watch. It was a phone. It was a Nokia phone with a year of service. Yeah, I like he hands it over too. It's just, she just, it's not even a box. It's just the phone. It's just the phone. Hey, this is the thing we've been sending but, you guys clues all year. Just take yeah. it. Here's what's really interesting, though. I wish we had access to the to the after shows because CT was the after show for this episode, and God, I would love to hear that interview between Blair oh, please and. Please tell me Johnny Mosey was the host. No, it was uh, Blair. Ah, darn. This is also an interesting moment where TJ, like a proud father, tells Anissa that he's really proud of her and gives Anissa her jacket or his jacket which I thought was really funny. And I feel like yeah. there's a lot more behind that that would have been fun to know about. I mean, how yeah. many eliminations uh, did she see? Like four? A lot. Is it, is it four? She it's at least three. Yeah, she went it's three. At least, she's at least three. Yeah, so I, I think she saw four. Winning. You have to. On the this record books, if, if you look in the challenge Those record books. Those should be scratched books. from the record. There's a few eliminations that need to be scratched under the record. These ones, the Nani Georgia one, and anything from Final Reckoning all should be uh, uh, like about especially Final Reckoning where they rigged so the bad. eliminations. Ugh. For when we get to Final Reckoning, we're doing that in one episode. There's no way we can do that entirely in one episode. That would be it's like, like 18 <laughs> one-hour episodes. Ugh. I, I, I do. We're, we're not not going fine. episode. We're not going episode by episode. We're just going to do 30 minutes where we talk about it and have the air move on. on. It, it's not, it's not that bad. If you go it's not that it's bad, hard. but it's not good either. That's the problem. I remember being so hyped for that season and just being let down episode after episode. Oh, at the very least, there's a lot to uh, talk about. <sighs> yeah, there is a lot to talk about because they finally did something cool, but they screwed it up. So anyways, um, I guess we're to the final now of the duel. Episode 16 starts. Yep, the duel is about to be over. And this is a fun fact for um, people that follow the channel closely. This reunion was also live. So Battle of the Seasons 2 was oh. not the only. That's right. They actually live had rivals too. They were in the, they, they cut to the live people uh, before they start the episode. So yeah. Maybe they can go back to Brad says that, not with Johnny Mosley as the host. <laughs> Brad says Brad says that he's really happy with everyone that's in the final four for the men and the women. Jody says that she wants to give some money to charity if she wins. Brad says that he's building a house. 
Svetlana says that she wants to use the money to go through med school. And we get a comment for Wes where he says he doesn't really care which girls made it to the end. We get a lot of Wes comments in these last two episodes after he knows he's already guaranteed to go to the final and after he knows that he already win where he becomes fresh meat Wes. And we really don't see that until these last couple of episodes. Which, which I, is weird. You just figured they'd give him more of like a positive edit here. Well, I think I don't, I don't think he gave them a positive edit to work with. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I think like he had plenty of screen time up until now. Like I think that he just wasn't like acting that way. And then once he knows he's making it to the final, and and then he, he knows he's won when he's talking about yeah, the final. Most, most of these yeah, conventions are probably filmed. He's just let him rip. Say it again. Because well, he looks so smug. My gosh, the smugness coming off of him in this final episode in the confessionals like dude i just won one hundred fifty thousand dollars. not a single person that has done the challenge before me has won this much money on the show ha like that is the vibe this is like off. yeah this is like there, there's not a single ounce of humility here um but and quite quite frankly i wouldn't have I, if i was in his shoes i probably would have felt the same way at the time i mean Nowadays, they play for a million dollars. Back then, 150000 was the biggest pot that a single winner was ever going to see, and they were shocked. And so if I'm West, I'm like, dude, I just made all these vets and Dude, confessionals and, spy and, like, and finals are like almost mini spoilers, honestly. You can just tell what happens to each person by how they look in the confessional. This is true. For the, for the final, they're picked up in a helicopter, and... They find out that the final is oh is at this point or do they still call all that the finals handsome reward for the episode? Uh, no, this is called no, the, this Rio is the Rio deal. No, that's good. I don't mind that. Yeah. But the final is a foot race with two checkpoints along the way. Oh, at the oh, end of the oh, course, the there are two. Fo- well, I'm going to get to that oh, at the oh, end of the oh, course oh. because he. As, as TJ explains it, he brings it up later, too. So at the end of the course, there are two flags, one for a man and one for a woman. This flag allows you to, to quote TJ, ride to the finish, which essentially means, like, once you grab the flag, it's over. And then for the, the theatrical drama, you get to paraglide down to the bottom of the mountain because this race goes up through the jungle into the top of a mountain. But $150,000 will go to the male winner and $150,000 will go to the female winner. And the challenge will start with the finalists competing in a penalty kick matchup, a soccer penalty kick matchup against each other. And the men will go against the men and the women will compete against each other. And you get five shots against your opponent. And the person that makes the most penalty kick gets a two minute advantage slash head start in the final. And this is like a really like, Head scratching production moment. Like, oh, I don't think uh, so. even out of the window. I don't know. It's just I mean, so I wonky. get it, but man, like the whole theme of this season is it's one on one. It's the duel, and you give someone a two minute advantage. To me, well, this what is one on one than a penalty shootout. This is hindsight, though. I would rather see them race one-on-one like they've done in every other season to this point. They didn't give two-minute advantages or five-minute head starts on the final in any previous season. And then out of nowhere, it's like, hey, we're going to give you a two-minute advantage if you do this. It's just like, 
I don't know. Like I okay. get they did it. it Weights it too heavily. Okay. Well, well okay. Well, uh, what would you prefer? The, the two minute advantage for the penalty shootout at the beginning of the final, or what they do now? I would say don't do an advantage. Period. Advantage for the second day. I would. Uh, no advantages. That, no, no advantages. advantages Just let them go. Just let them. I, I think this is let fine. it rip. They're, they're in present. Well, also all the steps of this final. Like, are any of these steps less skill involved than a penalty shootout? No, but the, the rest of it's a race. And it's like, I just don't like the idea of giving someone a head start in a duel. Like, well, but have, so if you, if you go by way. the name, and I'm going to be super literal here, in a real duel with swords or guns or whatever you're going to duel with, no one gets a two-minute advantage. Yeah, but or like this a, is part of it, though. The, the penalty shootout is more of a duel than any of these events. It's just weighted too heavily. Like it, that's all. That's what wins the. Yeah, it's what gives West the win because he and Brad were pretty even the whole way, and I think it would have made for a more exciting finish if the two of them are going heads up. I mean, well, in reality, if I'm being if I'm being completely transparent, why I think production did it is the stairway was too narrow for both of them to run up at the same time, so they had to stagger them. If I'm being... That is exactly why they did it. (laughs) I I just think you can Like, none of these events they're competing in are significantly different in terms of how much skill is involved versus the penalty shootout. I'd say the penalty shootout is the most, like, predictive skill-wise of any of these things. They're just just puzzles and, like, wonky weight-based stuff. Yeah, but throughout the rest of the checkpoints, it's not like if you finish the checkpoint first, you get a two-minute advantage. It happens throughout the course. No, of, but, that, but it's how much you finish it ahead by. You can't do that with a penalty shootout. I guess you have where they both take five shots and then... I know, just don't do like, the shootout. That's, that's what I'm saying. I say. Don't, I don't they, do I the shootout. I think that's shootout. they want that, though. That, that's like part of the final. Like Each of these events is that's just an event in the final. It's just with the benefit of hindsight that it comes down to yeah. that the that season was pretty much on penalty kicks. That's what it is. Like, it was puzzle, pretty much like done. Yeah. I, I, I'm with no, not really. in, it, in like, that it is has, the benefit of hindsight. Wes, Wes has like a pretty much like outsized advantage here. Like that, like he happened to play soccer and Brad happened to play football. You know okay, what I mean? If, that's, that's if what Brad happened down to be a Tangram aficionado and they had a Tangram that he smokes Wes on, is it the same thing? No, because it's yeah, not an advantage. Yeah. You do a puzzle the as thing. a leg of the final. It's not something that this says a, that, that's what you, you have, have to stand here. You have to stand here for two minutes and wait. Well, but the, that, you have to interpret that as part of a leg of the final. All right. So I'm I don't think we're going to agree this. on this. I think we're just going to have our stances I, and we'll I'm, move on. I, I just think <laughs> I'm going to say this is that the, the, your stance is definitely the more common one here. Like you guys are in the popular position. here. I don't see what makes the penalty shootout so different from any other portion of this final. All right. I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. Wes, I'm, I'm calling you out right now. I think this win that you have here is complete bullshit. Your entire <laughs> time on school was completely overrated. And I would smoke you. So we're moving on now. Anna goes one for five. Uh, Brad also goes one for five. Wes gets the first two goals. And okay, really quick. If they play this a hundred times, how many times out of a hundred does Wes beat Brad? Every time. Like 80? I don't. I'm closer to Trace. I think it's every time. I think it's almost every time. Like Wes played soccer a lot. 
And for, Brad yeah, had for no me, idea like what really he was doing. High. I think it's like ninety-eight or nine, maybe one or two times. West twisted. Like his ankle you have to allow the for the fact that West slipped and hurt his knee. Like that's yeah, about man. the only. <laughs> that's that's the one or two times he doesn't win. <laughs> West comes like out, like when they start this. Like West comes out like dribbling the ball on his foot. Like <laughs> he's jug- yeah, he's juggling. Like he's like Cristiano Ronaldo walking up to the ball. It's clear that like Brad has no chance here, and Svetlana like. I said before, it makes one for five. Jody, uh, it comes down to her last shot, and on her last shot, she makes her second goal and gets the two-minute advantage. Svetlana is a uh, a, a straight-on kicker. If, you, if neither of you noticed that, so no, that I, was that. <laughs> I don't think and, I was doing too much analysis of her kicking style. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like TJ should have like like in the same way that you like show like a kid like how to hold like a baseball bat when they're like ready to like hit off a tee. TJ should have like gone over and showed, showed her how to like pick a bottle. Wall. West really should have gone over and showed her that how. she's never had to like, someone should have just to like, at least make it so- somewhat fair. But Dude, I feel well, like I mean, she's still on the one. She went one for five. But I feel like if the TJ race begins. Like, like TJ would have been like Corey and Nelson in the first elimination on Vendettas. Oh God. The race begins and what I thought was interesting is that Jody is actually ahead of West by the time that they get to the first checkpoint and have to complete the puzzle. So she's moving at a pretty good pace here. And the first checkpoint is uh, competitors must take these like giant blocks that have on each side of the blocks, a colored circle and move these blocks up to another point higher up on the hill and then take these blocks and position them on this like metal rack in a way that none of the circles on the sides of the blocks have the same color on the top, bottom, front and back. Like there's, there's a game like this, isn't there? What is it? Um, well, they play very into this a lot. Yeah. They've done a lot of different versions of this, but like, I think what's really interesting here is Brad is 15 seconds behind Wes at this point. Like he made up the two minutes and he's literally right behind Wes on the puzzle. And they, they do. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Brad finishes right after Wes finishes. Brad finishes as well. They go to the second checkpoint. And the second checkpoint is it's there's this giant teeter totter. And contestants must place rocks on one side of the teeter totter and balance themselves on the other side of the teeter totter so that neither side is touching the ground for a consecutive five seconds. Once you can, once you do this, you can move on to the final checkpoint, which is you just grabbing the flag. Wes finishes first, and Brad finishes soon after. Wes even had a confessional where Brad was apparently like ahead of him after the first checkpoint at some point, but it was it was pretty much neck and neck. And I guess Wes really struggled with those blocks. Back at the first checkpoint Svetlana and Jody are still trying to figure it out Jody finishes the puzzle with four minutes left before she reaches the maximum amount of time you can spend on the puzzle which to say it is 30 seconds Svetlana does max out the time you can't figure out the puzzle Wes races to the end to grab the flag Brad is soon behind him he says that it's dis- it was disappointing for him that it came down to a pickoff Jody gets past the teeter-totter 
and Svetlana gets past it, but Jody has a significant lead as she finishes the second checkpoint. She grabs the flag at the top of the mountain, starts to cry, and Wes and Jody paraglide to the ground. And in my notes, I have, it's incredible that Svetlana made it this far, which she has a really good season. And uh, it would be, it would have been interesting to see how she would grow throughout more appearances on the challenge. And we don't get that happen, unfortunately. And then I guess the last part, the, the one thing that I have left in my notes is Wes starts to cry at the finish, gives TJ a hug and says that he wants to spend the rest of his life with Johanna. So we continue to get that narrative as well. But not for long. Thoughts (laughs) thoughts about the the season as a whole, kind of, uh, I don't know, I feel like we've done a pretty good job with it as we've gone throughout this. We've sprinkled in what we think of the season, these last six episodes, I guess. What do we... What do we want to close with? You know, um, I there's two things I would like to close with. Number one, like I did not vote this as the top number one of our top six seasons episode, and the people did. And on the rewatch, Rob did as well. Rob did as well. On the rewatch of this season, it is very enjoyable start to finish, and I stand by my opinion that it is a top six, but it is not number one. Well, where would you have it now? I would, I think I had it five, and I think that's five or six. It was five or six. You had it six. You had it below the island, which is just so offensive. I would still maintain that if I said five or six, it's still five or six. Like it's it's a great season, but there are better seasons out there, in my opinion. Where did I have this? You didn't have it ranked. Yeah, it was not in your top six. (laughs) It's all a disaster. I don't know. Like it's it's fine. Like like when I like went through watching these episodes, it was good. But like at no point in my time was I like like really like locked in on what was going on. I think the storylines this season are just so much better than anything else that any of the other seasons the show has to offer. Like if we're looking at best, okay, for, let's break it down a little more. So if we're looking at best characters here, who do we think it is? Is it DM? Yeah. Yeah, DM's probably the best character with a close runner-up. Mostly, I would say, oh gosh, I think Evan is probably the runner-up character-wise. Really? Yeah, no, I, I think do. CT and Wes are both ahead of Evan. Who? I, Evan is what CT I said. I think CT. I think CT and Wes are both ahead of Evan. But like, like what? that's what I'm saying. Like Evan, the three of those guys, and like Brad, who's also a really good character on this. Brad season. is like, also good. I mean, I that's think, the thing. This cast is amazing. Like, it's still an amazing cast. I think West doesn't have like a ton of visibility until like this last segment of episodes here. Like he's no, he's his politicking is pretty. Like he's the one who's organizing the like alliance between Anissa. Um, well, alliance, it, it's like falling apart around them. The, bre- well, the literally the only reason he's trying to pick up the pieces. No, like they don't even show it. Like literally, the only Dude, they show that a lot in the first. The episodes. only the only reason he doesn't he wins is because no one wants to call him into the elimination because he's strong in eliminations. Like that that's what wins it. Like I don't know, like like what politicking he really does here. I mean, like, what I'm saying, anytime that Anissa and Beth are talking about their alliance, Wes is involved. Yeah, but I don't know how many times like Wes is actually like physically present. Like he was definitely part of that alliance, and like 
the way that like everyone in the season is part of an alliance at some point. Yeah. Realistically, though, and this is where I will give Wes a ton of props about this season. Beating Derek and Paul Russell is a huge feather in your cap. And it really is the best elimination of all time in the show. Like it does, there's not even a close yeah. second, in my opinion. Like it is the best elimination in the history of the show. And this season is super memorable for that moment and for CT and DM's relationship. And then the rest of it is just decent TV. That's but the thing is, is those two moments are so iconic. CT DM, Derek West and Paul Russell, that yeah, I, I think it overinflates how good the season really is. Oh, I think you guys are out of your mind. I think even think this about Lana and Nisa storylines are really good, and the Beth versus the Popular Girls Alliance. But that's every season, though. Yeah, that was really good. No, yeah, that's not every was, season. It's good, but it's every season. Beth was Beth was really good in this. I'll say yeah. that she may be the second best character, to be honest, oh, or she may be the best. No, D DM I think is definitely the best. Yeah, I think I would West say DM is like the best. Yeah, but Beth is the second best female character for sure. Like that is not in question there. Well, I like gave jo- you just, Jody. Jody wins, wins the season. So pretty interesting. And in Nisa and Lauder are both really good characters this season too. What is the most memorable moment from this season for oh, you? That's so hard. It's no, it's a because you guys DM taking off wrestle for me. That's, that's no DM question. taking off her wig is pretty like iconic too. Mm-hmm. That's a cool. You could argue those are like the top two moments in like the show's history. Mm-hmm. Top three because them kissing, her taking off her wig, and then pole wrestle. Yeah. I think you guys are not going to be the season nearly enough credit. I'm not saying it's a bad season. Like that's the thing. I just well, like, okay, but like I think, I think, I think that there are better think seasons top, top to bottom. Crazy. Say it again. I just think having outside your top four is crazy. I it doesn't entertain me that much. Like I mean, I, I think it's a good season, but like it, like I I don't love it. You know what I mean? And for like for me, if it's going to be in like my top like three or four or whatever, however many you want to go up to until it gets to it, like I've got to like love it if it's if it's that high. And the thing is, is like for me, and this is me personally here too. Um, I would say that like, Hey, if I'm going to show someone a season of the challenge and I want to say, this is the season this is the reason that I love this show. Like the duel is not the season where I go, you, if you don't like this season, you will hate the rest of the show. I feel like you would have enough pull here on this season to say like, there's these iconic moments, but as a viewer coming in cold, who's never seen the show the season won't resonate for them like it does longtime fans of the show. I mean, there, a lot of these storylines are developed, though. Like, the CT-DM relationship is developed this season. The Svetlana stuff is only this season. A lot so, of the West stuff is developed this season. Here's a, here's a question that I feel like I hear people talk about with Survivor a lot, but and I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this show, but, like, if you have someone that comes to you and says, like, I want to start watching the show, what season – do you recommend to them? Because it's, um, it's, a, it's a different question. I mean, depending on the person, I think. Yeah. Because I would say for Survivor, it's heroes, villains. Like that's to me. No, 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 no. no for no, the show. No, for the challenge. For the challenge. Oh, for the challenge, though? Yeah. So because you have to keep in mind that like if you rec- – you don't want to like necessarily start them off at the beginning because like they could just lose interest. Oh, in no. God, no. So, like, you definitely don't want them to watch Battle of the Sexist One. God. So <laughs> but, but, like which season do you recommend to them? Well, is it – are they starting – Okay, have they never watched the show before at all? And are trying never to seen the show. They know, they know nothing about it. They hear from 
like you or someone else that like it's kind of good and that they should get into it? If they're trying to get into the show, they should watch War of the Worlds 1 first. It will have the most modern resonance. Yeah, I'm fine with like I'm fine with that answer. I personally I will stick with what my top season is is Rivals One, but War of the Worlds oh, One is an so excellent based answer. On the history of the show, though, but the they develop and flash. They literally flash yeah. back to everything that led up to those rivals in the first yeah, episode. But you need to see that those relationships develop for me for a lot of it. World of the Worlds One has a little bit of that too, but I actually think they do a really really good job of. Because the only the only relationships that play into uh, World of Worlds one are at the beginning. You have the Smash the Hunter stuff, which I think they developed really well. And Bananas Bass. Yeah, but both those are gone early. Like those storylines yeah. are taken care of and shipped out. Everything else is developed that season. Yeah. With Rivals one, all those relationships are like uh, pre-existing ones. Like even like the Paula um, Kenny West stuff. Though that stuff is yeah. all. That's all pre-existing, and I I don't disagree with you. I just think, like, from a viewer standpoint, they do show you the history, and then there's new history that develops throughout the season that is entertaining as all hell, aside from the really good challenges that occur. But I I also could say, like, I think World of Worlds 1 is a great answer, because it is, I mean, it is a great season start to finish, and you're right, there's enough self-contained storylines that someone could watch the show cold. I mean, even World of Worlds 2, my wife has never watched a season of this show, but she watched every episode of World of the Worlds 2 with me and now wants to go back and watch more. So yeah, I had a f- it depends. Yeah, I had a friend who, I don't know how we got into it, someone that, like, he knew that I watched the show for years. Like, we've known each other for, like, at this point, like, eight years, maybe longer. And randomly, like, he reaches out to me and says that he's watching this season because he lives back in Denver and I still haven't asked him, like, like what possessed you, like, after all this time to, like, start watching the show on War of the Worlds 2. So I, I'd be interesting to know, like, the stories of some people about, like, what got them into the show and, like, yeah. like how it, like, caught their eye. I think well, that'd be kind of cool. I, I know of at least three people in my hemisphere that watched War of the Worlds because of Big Brother. Like, they were such Big Brother fans that when they yeah. heard um some people like from Holly big brother Polly and, and Josh and like some people were shocked that Victor was on the show i mean Hopefully people that really them. love big brother i think are checking out the challenge because those characters are developed really well on big brother i, have a, I know uh, from um, my experience i've had a lot of people play the fantasy game that i run now and then i'll just tell them to join, just join up because it's like it's free and they can just pick whoever they want um out of the randoms that they can see on the show um, and then a lot of them will actually kind of jump in through that just out of curiosity, and then they'll get hooked. I have a friend who uh, is a really big Big Brother fan, and he doesn't watch the challenge. And randomly, I texted him because of maybe something that I was watching on the show at the time, and I was like, how did Josh win Big Brother? And his response was, I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this with Pat. His in-game awareness last season was so bad. His what? They're just his awareness of what was going on around him. Yeah. Josh was trying to play nice, and he didn't realize he was in a game of backstabber. He, he just seemed out to lunch. Um, well, well, one of the funny things, I guess, is um, I guess West only wins seasons with live reunions. This is true. He's only won Rivals 2 in the duel. Yeah, he, he needs to start uh, pitching Buna Murray to do it again. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the climate of the show now, 
I love Wes as a character, and he will make, if he continues doing the show past season 35, and who knows how he does on season 35, because for the people listening, I literally am spoiler-free. I have no idea what happens on this upcoming season. My guess is he makes it pretty far, just from the trailer. The intensity of that trailer makes me think he's going to make it far. But I don't know that he has it in him to win another final, because some of the athletes that are on this show are so good that it would have to be a War of the Worlds 2 type situation where it's a team of four. Like, I think I could he could him. win. Who's getting not beaten a final now besides Jordan? That's on this next cast. Turbo? Well, oh, that's okay. on this next cast. Uh, I would still say he'd have trouble with CT. Jordan. He could beat CT in a final. Jordan, Jordan he couldn't sure. beat. He could, CT, he could definitely beat. I don't know. I think Big T might have a shot. You know, she's pretty solid. No, yeah, just great. Uh, um, still bitter about her getting stuck on my fantasy team. Yeah, for anyone who wants to know, I also have Trey saved his Big T on my phone now. I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter. They picked <laughs> two alternates, and I get stuck with Big T. <laughs> you know what's going to be really hilarious? She's going to make the final. The end, and she's going to make it to the final is the, the layup for the, the women. Yeah, I'm excited. April 1st. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that because our next show is a bonus episode. We're going to break down the trailer and do some season 35 predictions. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So if you have any comments that you want to send us before, well, now in real time, that episode's going to go out way before the one that we just recorded. Well, yeah, depending on the schedule. Yeah. I would say that realistically, if you send us, uh, your comments about what you want us to talk about on the prediction show, it probably won't make air because the timing. Yeah. Uh, really right, glad getting ourselves. Either way, we post these on Reddit. Um, we do have a Twitter account at challenge cron C H R O N because Twitter only allows X number of characters. And then you can always email us at the challenge chronicles at gmail.com. You send us a good email. We are liable to read it. So we'll, yeah, we'll, if you if you send us an email, you will definitely get a response from me. I think I like I make an attempt to respond to everyone. So we're we're um, happy for, we're happy for everyone that engages in the show, and we really appreciate appreciate everyone who listens. So yeah, with that, we'll talk right, to you next time. Of, kind of a quick plug here. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so go to YouTube. Just go to the DraftKings YouTube account. You can check out the fantasy preview idea with Pat Mayo. Just search like the challenge total madness fantasy preview. And also, if you follow my Twitter account, uh, that's at RobMCI16. That's at R-O-B-M-C-I-16. You'll see links to the fantasy game if you want to free-to-play, fun-to-play for uh, Season 35. Uh, if you have people who don't watch the show, it's great to get them hooked on the league. Just have them sign up, and hopefully you can get them to watch the show with you. And then also have recaps of every episode of Season 35 as well. Yeah. Great. All right. With that... As you listen to this, probably the next episode that will come after this, unless we do a special episode, will probably be Inferno 3, which all of us are probably not too ecstatic about. But we, we, will, we will do our best. Talk to you next time.